Hey gang, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show that critics around the world are saying, I'll pay you to stop asking me to listen. All right. The positive reviews keep flowing in. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it has been another week. I hope you've had a good one. Um, I certainly have. It's been busy. I'm uh, recording this from another hotel room yet again, but uh, but it's great. I love the, this is the checking in segment, of course. Um, I love the, and let's check in about these hotel rooms. I love the different hotel rooms because it gives you, especially when we do different brands and different styles of it, it's very unique. And some of them are similar, um, and they're all essentially, you know, similar, but, you know, you get your unique smells and all the different hotel rooms. The one, uh, um, I just walked down a hallway that, uh, had a, um, vague smell and of, uh, of what could only be described as a mixture of, um, uh, vomit and diarrhea. <laughs> so that'll wake you up. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great, uh, getting here. It's funny. We did this long drive in between locations and it was this long drive and we hit horrible horrible thunderstorms it's the summer and uh and there's a lot of heat and like where where we're at right now in an undisclosed location is about 90 degrees and it's you know haven't had that heat in a such a long time so it's like you know it's different <laughs> it hits you like a hot wave which is what it is, um, but it's uh, which is similar to the way the smell hits you out in the uh, in the hallway of the hotel. But and it's not that bad. Um, but uh, but it's a uh, yeah. It was interesting because all of a sudden we're driving and you ever have that when all of a sudden the storm just comes over. Oh, gotta take a work call. We'll be right back. All right, and I'm back. Welcome back. Um, all right, sorry about that. You know, sometimes duty calls. Uh, I said duty. Um, but yeah, so where was I talking? Oh, so talking about the travel out here, it was a couple hour drive, and then all of a sudden we got hit with all this weather. It was crazy. This storm came in, and it was, uh, you know, thunder, lightning, and then this downpour of rain that was so constant that you could not see anything in front of you. And I saw cars, there was like a a line of five or six cars in front of us and they all pulled over on an exit and were hanging out, which was the smart idea. That's something I should have done, but just kept plowing forward. And we saw, you know, we had our two lanes and then we had, you know, the median grass area. And then you see the other two lanes on the left, oncoming traffic. And there I see nothing but cars pulling over over there. So they're playing it safe as well, which again, very smart. That's the way it should have been done. Uh, but uh, we just kept going. There was a semi-truck in front of me going slow, probably like 45. That's slow for a, you know, a downpour. And, uh, and then, uh, or actually fast for a downpour, slow for just normal traffic. But it was great because his emergency flashers were on. So it was easy. That lit up. So it was easy to see and follow that. So that was kind of our beacon that we were going with. Um, but it was cool. It was like driving in a horror movie. Uh, some people hate that and it is stressful. It's insanely stressful. I'm like, when's this going to stop? Um, but it also, there's that weird sick side of me that was like, ah, oh, this is like driving in a horror movie. 
one point there was all these like windy, twisty roads in the country, and it was like driving up to a cabin in the woods. It was pretty sick. It was a good time. I have a sick, sick uh, sense of humor, I think. Uh, but one th- also speaking of that, sick sense of humor, there I noticed on one of my drives there was I love vanity plates. We've covered this in the past on the podcast, um, but it never stops me from wanting to keep covering it because I noticed this one that said, um, I could tell what she wanted to say, you know, a very popular phrase is boss bitch. Um, and this woman had this car and, and she had it kind of written in almost like a calligraphy, like a cursive. And it spelt out, it looked like bass bitch. Like a bass, like the type of fish. And I was just like, I was like, huh, I wonder if they give you a preview when you're getting the vanity plate. Or if she was like, she got home and everyone started calling her, calling her that. Like, wait, wait, bass? Oh, I've made a mistake. Let's go to some TV, some television. Um, let's talk about what's new and, uh, and some good stuff to uh, to check out and watch. Stuff that I'm watching right now is Bosch. So I told you last week I was really looking forward to that coming back on the air, and it doesn't disappoint. The one you know I have, I got so used to the original Bosch TV show on Amazon Prime, and so this new series, if you don't know, is picking up where the show left off, but it is now Bosch is a private investigator. And what I liked about the earlier seasons is I love that theme song, which I remember the first couple of times I heard it, I did not like it. I hated it. Uh, But then I started, I just loved it. And I never skipped it. You can always do the skip intro. I never did that for Bosch. And this new theme song that they did, I wish they would have just kept the old one. But for the new season on Freevee, which is like a sub-channel of Amazon Prime. It's good, but I'm like not used to the theme song yet. So it's kind of like, eh, will I get used to it? I'm sure I will. There's, And I'm noticing now I'm on the fifth episode, and this time I was like, oh, there's parts of it I actually really like. So I was like, okay, yeah, I could see myself maybe really loving this. But uh, right now, so far, you know, in the first five episodes, very solid start to the to the show. We're halfway through. Um, I think it's only 10, but uh, but really good. Um, highly recommend that, the new Bosch. Bosch Legacy. Uh, the Pentaveret, I've been watching. Um, I've only gotten two episodes in, the Mike Myers show. This has gotten horrible reviews, but I'll tell you, I like it. Um, good or not good, I'll give it a good. So far, anyways, I'm really enjoying it. Keegan Michael Key is awesome in it, and Mike Myers playing like five different, five maybe more different roles. Um, and some of the acting's a little stilted, obviously, because he's doing that. He's just acting with himself, but uh, but some of it really works in a big way. And you see, you know, you see some of the Austin Powers in that, some of the Love Guru, some of the uh, Wayne from Wayne's World. So it is kind of, it's a lot of fun to see that. 
So I'll give Pentaverd, even though I've seen nothing but horrible reviews, I'm going to give that a good as well. Um, before we do another review of a show that I was highly, highly looking forward to, um, I found this interesting. I came across this on the old internets about um, in the new book, it's a joint book called The Office BFFs, Tales of the Office from two best friends who were there, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They talk about um, a bunch of different things, but this made news this week, which was that the show was originally offered to extend, or NBC offered to extend the show for two more seasons. But uh, everybody there decided that it had reached its point, uh, its saturation point, and just its natural end was coming up. Um, They talk about how so many of the original cast members had left the series, including writers Mindy Kaling, BG, BG, <laughs> BJ Novak, um, John Salata, Gene Stupinski, and Lee Eisenberg. Um, and Kinsey and Fisher said that they felt that continuing the show felt sad and wrong. And Fisher also added the idea of slowly losing people, which is true. Every week you've been coming up with a different reason of why a character is leaving. <laughs> when everyone watching it knows like oh yeah no they just wanted out of their contract they wanted to leave this but anyways that's from their new book the office bffs tales of the office from two best friends who were there and that hits shore shores (laughs) it'll hit the shores it'll hit the store shelves on may 17th so there you go also some great tv news for me um you know it was i was so bummed out when norm Macdonald passed away but to hear that he has a comedy special that will be coming out on Netflix called Nothing Special, I'm, I, it just brought me joy. I was like, yes, to be able to see him again is, uh, is very cool. And so, yeah, so it sounds like it was recorded in the summer of 2020. He self-taped the hour-long uh, set alone in his living room. He shot it in a single take, and um, yeah. And he also, the self-deprecating title, Nothing Special, was his own idea, of course. Um, but there you go. He passed away in 2021 in September at the age of 61 after battling leukemia for nearly a decade. But uh, people have been saying that the um, special has uh, is very good and super funny. So I would expect nothing less from, from that gentleman. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to tell you about the show that I l- was really looking forward to and got to see the kids in the hall reboot is so good and is everything that I wanted. Um, I love the kids in the hall original show and the theme song and the opening credits, they remake it. Um, I believe almost shot for shot and some of the stuff they do is just so good. And the each sketch is so brilliant. Um, Cannot recommend that enough. I'm halfway through. I've been binging that like crazy because it's so fun to see them back. And it's a lot of nostalgia, of course, but it's actually, they're not resting on their laurels. It's really well-written, good stuff. So there you go. Check that out. Kids in the Hall, that's also a good...
get into some advice on the Not Good program. If you have any advice questions, as always, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And we will, uh, yeah, answer that in a future podcast. But the first one is help. My brother is the office janitor, and my coworkers are saying that I should ignore him. And I had to do a double or triple or quadruple take and be like, huh, is this written from The Breakfast Club? Wasn't Anthony Michael Hall's dad the janitor? He was like super embarrassed about that. Um, I don't know. I've had that like friends, um, dads have been substitute teachers and all that. My dad is a fourth grade teacher. And I remember being in fourth grade right around that area. And I wasn't um, embarrassed at the time. I don't remember being embarrassed. but, you know, I know it's a different situation. But basically, this woman was talking about how she is, you know, working her first job, big job at a biomedical and or as a biomedical engineer in a big firm. And she's been hanging out with her brother, who's the janitor in the building, and getting lunch with him every week. But people are starting to kind of talk, apparently, as that happens sometimes. Um, and people have been saying... Like when they meet her, they've been saying, oh, I've heard of you. You're the janitor's sister. Um, when I introduced myself. And then apparently that's that hasn't been the only time that that's happened. Um, she said it's not said with explicit malice, but it does make her uncomfortable. And a few colleagues have urged her to distance herself from her brother. Um, this is one of those things where I got to say... If you can get a thick skin, this is the time to do it. Because, <laughs> I don't know, family's family, man. And I, if I could have a family member, um, if they were working as a janitor at my place of business, I would love that, just being able to see them every day and hang out. Um, I would not, I would, I would not care what anyone says about all that. In fact, I would, like, I would start helping out. On my lunch break, I would do some janitor duty. I said duty again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Another one is help. I'm being pursued by a celebrity bad boy. This woman was saying that she met a celebrity through her volunteer work. They started flirting and um, he's made it quite obvious that he wants to pursue um, her and the relationship. And he's, but she's got an issue with his past and said that it's difficult ignore. It's difficult to ignore how poorly he's treated women in the past um, and wants to know if she would be a bad person if she threw caution to the wind and had a brief fling. Listen, I say yes. I say go for it. But I say don't sign the NDA so that then you can write back to, the, to this show and tell us all about it, all those deets, all those dirty, dirty deets. Um... No, listen, you know what I mean? If you know what you're kind of getting into, you know that he, if he's got a history of not being monogamous, know that that could be a possibility. And if you know that, then you are less likely to be hurt by that. And if that's something you want, then yeah, all the power to you. Um, All right, so next one comes in, is talking about, is asking about kids intrusive or is it just making conversation? I think this is a great question. This happens, I mean, any family function. Definitely Thanksgiving and Christmas, this, that is what I think of that pops 
first to mind because they'll usually jump to that. You know how a lot of people talk about weather as their opening conversation line? I feel like family members, it's always, so you having kids? You having kids tomorrow? Tomorrow you having, are you having kids right now? Can we go to the hospital? Can we have some kids? <laughs> um, but listen, I think uh, the, the letter writer wants to know, um, wants people to stop trying to make conversation by asking whether a person has any children. Um, I kind of think, oh, my stomach just made a big growl. Um, I think always ask. Always, you know what I mean? You should just ask everybody and always pressure people into having kids. That's the way to do it. I think we, we truly don't have enough people on the planet. Um, so yeah, just go right into it. When are you having kids? You know you're not getting any younger, right? Um, no. I think it's always, uh, it's always good to not... Um, if you can find anything else to talk about, literally anything else, why not? <laughs> From there, let's get to some entertainment news, uh, random entertainment news of the week. Let's talk about, um, well, this was exciting news for me. So I was always a huge, huge Married with Children fan. So it turns out also, you know, I'm a huge sitcom fan in general and, you know, love them all. Love Married with Children, love Roseanne, love, I still love the Connors. I talk about that on the show all the time. And the Connors actually just got re-upped for another season, which is huge for me. Uh, But Married with Children is now going to be brought back, but as a cartoon. So that's different. Uh, But I am on board for that. Uh, But it ran for 259 episodes, Married with Children did, from 87 to 97. And it is coming back. And... uh, It'll be produced by Family Guy producer Alex Carter. Um, he'll be the showrunner, so that'll be cool. And, you know, some people have been like, oh, why do that? But I think that some of the news that just came out about how the whole cast has signed on will maybe quell that and prevent that talk because you have Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, Christina Applegate, and, of course, David Faustino, who I didn't realize was tr- working hard to get a spinoff about his character Bud on and was pretty close to doing it, but um, I would have watched that. But now you don't have to worry about that because you are going to have more Married with Children coming your way in animated form, so definitely check that out. Um, also, random news, this was such a bummer to hear. It always is when you hear about celebrities being horrible people, and it came out... This week, Fred Savage from Wonder Years, and he's done a lot of comedy shows where he he comes off as a very funny, likable guy, but turns out he might not be that in real real life. Uh, Wonder Years, the show, did actually get rebooted. um, Or actually, this is about the reboot, but it did get re-upped for another season as well, which is good news, but bad news is... And ultimately good news for the show. They fired Fred Savage. Um, The reason why they're saying is 
from a spokesperson of the studio or for the studio, they said, recently we, we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage, and as is Paul's policy, an investigation was launched. Upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment as an executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. So there you go. Bummer for Fred Savage fans all, all around. Um, yeah, not good. Um, but in some lighter news, um, so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I talked about last week, that I saw, and I liked it. I feel like I'm one of the few. <laughs> uh, a lot of people saw it, but I know, and I didn't even mention this last time, but when I saw Doctor Strange, people in the audience, there's a lot of young kids, which I love. I love the you know energy and excitement that that brings, but a lot of them, a lot of the kids hated that movie. There was times in it where people were like, this is trash. <laughs> and someone was like, what is this? Why is this so boring? Which is interesting, because to me it did not come off like that, but maybe I'm just a old, boring dude. But uh, the movie Doctor Strange opened to $185 million, which is great. Um, and of course it's about a multiverse. But what was kind of funny, and I wanted to report about this, was that um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is in also another multiverse-spanning movie called Every, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I've heard is just excellent. Um, and I have not seen that yet, but she's in that. And so she was talking, kind of talking some, throwing some shade on Doctor Strange. Um, and she said, she reminded audiences that they could spend their time with a dynamite dildo fight scene, as well as a very erotic hot dog hand mating dance instead of Benedict Cumberbatch frowning while doing complicated hand gestures. So there you go, Jamie Lee just uh, throwing some shade at Doctor Strange, and I think I think that's okay. Uh, but yeah, anyways, speaking of Marvel movies too, the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which just wrapped up filming, director James Gunn spawned a little controversy with, uh, there was a photo of the cast having drinks together, um, and he talked about... Um, you know, he posted this photo of a bunch of the people from the movie, and um, and then he explained that uh, um, the only picture he had of her, of Zoe Zaldana, um, he said this in some of the comments, that um, the only picture he had of Zoe was included, it was her, and it also included an unannounced actor. He tweeted this with a photo of her and Jennifer Holland, who we assume is not that unannounced actor because that would be too obvious. So what does that mean? Who knows? Is it just speculation? Does anybody care? Probably not. <laughs> no, I, I'm the one, one of the, probably the one nerd that is interested on who that could be. So stay tuned. We'll let you know. already I feel like yapped your guys's ears off the whole night and I'm running out of time <laughs> so I want to uh, 
jam in as many uh, segments as I can. So this one's going to be a hybrid segment of uh, movies and comics. So I'll try to make it super snappy um, as people are falling asleep. I want you to stay alert while you're driving as well. Um, And just in general, stay alert. It's good advice. Um, But yeah, we'll go to movies. I just saw the uh, remake of Firestarter. Um, And this has Zac Efron. And I liked it a lot, actually. I'll give this a good. Good or not good, I'll give it a good. Um, I do think it could have been better, for sure. Um, But... For what it was, I thought it was a solid remake, and I love the original. I love the Drew Barrymore classic, but um, but I think this one is a great companion piece. And what I loved about this one more so than the story and all that is the actual soundtrack, which is John Carpenter. So it's all new John Carpenter music. Can't go wrong there about the album as well. So super good. I recommend that as well as a little purchase. Um, great for just walking around and spooking, spooking yourself out. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good. The reviews are just kind of saying that it's bland and more of the same. But listen, that's what a lot of reboots are. And I think this is, is good, good in a lot of ways, but also because you get to see Zac Efron in a more serious role. And I'm all for it. I think he could. I mean, I'd like to see more of that. Him as like a grizzled detective, kind of Brad Pitt-ish. Would be, would be pretty sweet to see. Um, so there you go with that. And uh, yeah, that's my my uh, movie review of Firestarter that comes out today. And also for comic books, um, two new ones this week that I think you should definitely check out is one is Jurassic League, and basically the synopsis of this is it's a six issue limited series. And it presents a prehistoric vision of Earth from an alternate reality where the heroes and villains of DC Comics are anthropomorphic dinosaurs. So there you go. Try to wrap your head around that. Very good, very solid first issue. And so six issues, look for that. Um, Also check out 8 Billion Genies. Um, One of my favorite comic books of the last few years has been Curse Words, which is... uh, a series from Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Well, that creative team is back with 8 Billion Genies. And that synopsis is, if you had one wish, what would you wish for? Now, what if everyone else had one wish, too? That's 8 Billion Genies. So it's basically at the exact same moment everyone on Earth gets a genie and one wish. All hell breaks loose in a very entertaining way. A solid first issue. I, I can see this one even though they have it as an eight-issue limited series right now, it's going to turn into a big series. Mark Maher.
finally, we'll go to some random news of the week, some random news stories. This one is a man from North Carolina completed his five-month trek along the 1,175-mile North Carolina mountains to see trail. Um, and he finished the home stretch on May 6th, arriving at Jockey's Ridge State Park in North Carolina. When asked for a comment, the interviewer couldn't hear the question because of the rank smell of cheese, armpit, and sadness that was emitted from this man. <laughs> Way to go, Matt. Way to belittle a guy's huge accomplishment by saying that he's stinky. But if you're going to hike for long periods of time, and I don't know if he took breaks every night, too. It kind of makes it seem like he camped out, but I might just be reading into that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he you know went to hotels or went back home and showered up, but I doubt it. Um, Marshall began using the moniker Trail rather than his given name when he started hiking two years ago, um, and yeah, he continues to document his journey on social media, and he is actually doing a lot of really good, good for the world, the world, and all the communities out there. Um, he said people have been texting him randomly. He got a message from people who are sick or dying. Um, and he said that they just need an encouraging word for me to tell them to keep fighting. He said a guy just sent me a message last night. He's having major surgery tomorrow. They're taking out his pancreas and a few other things, and I've been telling him to keep fighting. So there you go. Some very positive news to keep keep pushing along. Um also, a random story is, this I thought was crazy, because I see this all the time, I think, and I feel like this, this is why um, that could be, but wildlife experts in the Normandy region of France are warning members of the public to be aware of a very unique problem, highly unusual, um, and that is a deer running around who is hammered. That's right, a drunk deer. Uh, the 30 Million Friends Foundation, a French animal rescue group, rescue group said deer in Normandy have been known to overindulge this time of year on spring buds that are loaded with sugar that ferments in the animal's stomachs, and that makes them drunk in the same way as if they had consumed alcohol. Um, when asked for a comment, the deer said, uh, what seems to be the officer problem? Um, but yeah, I see these deer, I've seen deer just like run into sides of, uh, like a, like the clear glass of a sliding door. And I'm just like, yeah, you have to be hammered. You have to be. So there you go. Keep, keep your eye out for some hammered deer and keep your eyes out for another podcast of not good coming out next week. Thanks again for checking out this week's. And if you have any, uh, comments, and uh, want to reach out to the show, reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. Special thanks to Nalo and the Unis for great music yet again this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you one week from now. I love you.